Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Brains print it back at it for another high school football podcast. On today's podcast, where we are previewing the Grossmont Valley League, we are here with the head football coach of the Monta Vista Monarchs. His name is Coach Ron Hamamoto. Uh, coach Hamamoto, how are you doing today? Good. Glad to be here. Uh, we're excited for high school football starting up in the next couple days or so. You know, you, you've had a really good time at, at Monta Vista. You've had really great experiences at every school that you have been at. Um, let's talk about this Monta Vista team coming into camp, how the boys looking, and, and, and what, what do you got going for us uh, for, at Monta Vista right now? Well, this is life without Jamon McClendon. <laughs> He's up at that. UCLA right now doing well. And we uh, have a bunch of young kids, and we we don't have that big running back that we just ran over people for the last three years. So we're, uh, you know, we're going to spread it out a little more, and, you know, you'll see more kids carrying the ball and throwing the ball and catching it than we did in the past. But, uh and we're young. I mean, we're young. We're we're probably going to struggle early on, but hopefully we improve every week. You've had a long high school football coaching career. I'm sure you've had to replace, uh, you know, guys like McClendon or, or pretty close to it a handful of times. How, how difficult is it in high school football to try to replace, you know, such an important player and such a great player and a guy like Jamon McClendon? Well, every year is different. So, you know, you experience that every year no matter what. But, uh, and, you know, you can't replace Jamon. I mean, he was, you know, a big-time running back. And, you know, very rarely do high school coaches get, uh, you know, Division One, Pac-12 players, uh, you know, every year. So, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're going to do okay. You know, we just, we got a good group of kids. We just uh, got to find different ways uh, to run the offense. That's all. Uh, let's talk about some of the kids that you have. You know, it says uh, according to Cal Preps, you got seven of the twenty-two guys uh, coming back, uh, so it's not too bad in terms of returning starters. But uh, who are some of the players that are going to be, uh, you know, a real uh, impact for Monta Vista this year? Well, I don't know about impact. It's too early in the season to tell yet. But right now, you know, we have uh, three starters on the defense: uh, Logan Schmidt. Sebastian Valdez and Isaiah Gardner that started for us as sophomores and they're seniors now, so three-year starters. So we're just the opposite from last year. You know, we had a lot of guys on offense coming back when we were young defensively. And, you know, we were for a while we were averaging 40 points a game. So we're, we're, we're far from that right now offensively. We're very young offensively, and we, uh, you know, hopefully our defense can keep us in some games before our offense catches up. 
Uh, you guys open up with Lincoln, uh, the first game of the year, uh, a place that you used to coach at. Um, they are coming in with a lot of talent, and you know I know you've seen it on film, and they got a lot of athletic, uh, you know, players over there at at, at Lincoln. Uh, what are some of the challenges you're going to have to face playing Lincoln Week One, and and what have you seen that they do very well uh, that you're going to have to prepare for and for the first game? Well, their speed and athleticism is just tremendous. Um, we saw them play Saturday night, you know, in that uh, classic uh, scrimmage there, you know, at Hilltop High School against San Marcos. And, and you know, they just, you know, dominated San Marcos because, you know, they're just athletically superior than most high school teams. So, you know, we, uh, you know, I don't know if you can prepare for a team that's that fast and, you know, that athletic, but, you know, the one thing that we feel is that we just need to test ourselves. And we, you know, when we won Division Four, they bumped us up to three. And then last year in Division Three, we were nine and two. So they bumped us up to Division Two. So we knew that we got to get tested and we, you know, we got to play some people just to get ready for yeah, our playoffs and league and everything else. So, you know, we're, we're trying to take the preseason as, you know, with our young kids as a learning experience. You know, we're going to try to win games, but, you know, we're trying to see what the, the best teams out there have and see if we can compete with them. And, and, you know, hopefully by league, you know, we have improved and hopefully we get into the Division Two playoffs. Let's talk about league uh, for a little bit. The Grossmont Valley League. This is the Grossmont Valley League podcast. We are talking with Coach Ron Hamamoto of Monta Vista. El Cajon Valley, West Hills, Santana, Mount Miguel, and of course, you guys with Monta Vista. Uh, What is it you know, what are the challenges in, in facing this Valley League? And, and for a lot of outsiders that, you know, only talk about the Grossmont Hills League, what does the Valley uh, League out there in the Grossmont uh, Leagues uh, bring in terms of a challenge uh, uh, for league play? Well, I think it's going to be real competitive this year. You know, um, we won the league last year, and obviously because we had McClendon, you know, that was head and shoulders above everybody else. But this year, you know, Mount Miguel had a really young team with a sophomore quarterback, and they moved the ball on everybody. You know, Santana's got some good skill kids. They've got a really talented receiver and quarterback. You know, West Hills is always solid. You know, and El Cajon is really improving and and got some numbers out this year. So, you know, we think it's going to be a real competitive league. Uh, you know, but honestly, we're not looking for league yet. We're trying to take one week at a time, the old cliche. And, and we got our hands full this week with Lincoln, that's for sure. You know, so um, we're just trying to compete every week and get better. You know, like I said, our strength right now is the defensive side of the ball. And hopefully we can, you know, kick it away from those those fast guys at Lincoln and play some sound defense and keep us in the game Friday night. Always a week-by-week mentality in football, of course, uh, Coach Hamamoto. Thanks again for joining us. We won't want to dive into your schedule too much as you guys are focusing on Lincoln this week. Uh, We're excited to see what uh, Monta Vista does this year, and uh, we look forward to talking to you later in the season. Okay, thank you for having me. appreciate it. We are continuing our coverage on 97 Through the Fan of high school football as we count down the days to uh, first kickoff uh, between uh, Granite Hills and Poway. That'll be the first game on our uh, docket here at 97 Through the Fan. I'm Braden Soprenit. We are breaking down the Grossmont Valley League today. Uh, alongside me is none other than EC Preps, I think is uh, his official Twitter handle, Adam Paul, joining us today. Adam, thank you kindly for joining us. What's going on? Not much. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Having me today. Uh, good. Um, 
There you go. No, yeah, we got to fix your mic a little bit. I got to really hear you a little bit more. Been listening, been listening to the previews um, on the podcast, and uh, it's pretty cool. So I appreciate you having me out here. Absolutely, we got to get the the East County man himself, Adam Paul. So uh, we're breaking down the Valley League: uh, El Cajon Valley, Monta Vista, Mount Miguel, Santana, West Hills are the five teams in the uh, Grossmont Valley League. Um, keeping your biases alone, since you are a Santana grad, I had to tell Luke Ramirez about that with uh, Eastlake, and I had to tell uh, uh, Top Dog that about Crawford. Uh, of course, on the Western League podcast, let's keep my uh, Cathedral Catholic Dons uh, uh, talk to a minimum uh, with my bias. But out of those five teams, what is the one that uh, stands out to you the most uh, here in the Grossmont Valley League? Um, I actually like Mount Miguel uh, with Jacob uh, Laverdier. I hope I pronounced his last name uh, correct, that quarterback. He's only a junior this year. You know, He threw for over 2,000 yards last year as a sophomore, 20-plus uh, 20 touchdowns. Um, you know, they graduated some players, but they they were young and with uh, Troy Starr, uh, second year second year at the helm, um, coming over from Helix. Um, I think he's built a um, a great uh, culture over there from uh, talking to other coaches. Um, uh, Robbie Sandoval, uh, who's the girls' basketball coach, was telling me some stuff. Um, you know, he's just come over and he's really changed the atmosphere of that entire program. Yeah, that's uh, that's another team that, that would stick out to me too. Kind of a sleeper team, I think Mount Miguel is uh, this year. But let's get into it. Let's break it down. We kind of go alphabetically here um, through the list. So we start off with El Cajon Valley, uh, Division Five team. They went zero and ten last year. Um, they lost to uh, their you know the worst losses were to Castle Park, Sweetwater, and Coronado. They open up with a negative fifty six point seven rating. Uh, another tough year for El Cajon Valley. Uh, this year might be another tough year for them. As we go through their their uh, schedule, at Francis Parker to start, then they have Hoover, Coronado, at Claremont, Vincent Memorial, uh, by week at West Hills, at Castle Park, Mount McGill, Monta Vista, and at Santana. Of course, the uh, league play there in the second half of the season. Uh, you look at this schedule, at Claremont, to me, seems like their best chance to get a win because Claremont went 0-10 last year. Um, I was talking to Top Dog. He says El Cajon Valley will beat Claremont uh, in his prediction when we were talking about Claremont in the Central League podcast. Hoover, I think, is the second best chance El Cajon Valley has at a win. But besides those two, I mean, I got this team kind of going 0-10, and if they go 2-8, and I think it's a pretty successful season for them. Yeah, you know, um, as everybody knows, El Cajon, not a lot of numbers to draw from. They've uh, injuries, um, eligibility. Um, Coach Osborne, who you might know from S San Diego State University, played football there, um, was all conference with SDSU. This is uh, third third year, I believe, um, at the helm of uh, the Braves there at out El Cajon Valley. He's trying to change the atmosphere there, and um, from what I've heard, um, more kids have, I guess, come out to play. Hopefully he can keep them all eligible and um, healthy. And I agree with, uh, with you with with what what you said with uh, Claremont Hoover being two of their best chances to win to win games this year. Yeah, I, I just don't see El Cajon Valley, you know, being a team that's going to win six games or th- win or have a winning record at the end of the season. I think you know, in, year, you know, the last couple of years they've competed with teams, but that second half has kind of, um, you know, they've kind of um, wilted um, in the second half um, against a lot of teams. Um, They were with, uh, when they played Kearney a couple years ago, 
um, I think it was a couple years ago, they were in the game, and then all of a sudden Kearney just, uh, you know, took the game away, basically. But that's what you're going to have when you don't have a lot of numbers. Yeah. you got a lot of kids with injuries. It's kind of a war of attrition yeah. uh, for you for the entire season. You might start off, you know, strong, win a couple games, and all of a sudden it just cause spirals out of control uh, when you don't have a lot of numbers. So I think we're both in, in uh, agreement here with El Cajon Valley. Ceiling probably two and eight. Are you thinking ceiling at two and eight at this point, or do you think they can get three wins? They could possibly sneak out three wins if if one of these teams overlooks them. I know they've um, competed well with Santana in the past. Couple the past um, again, depth is what killed them. So they got at Santana at the end of the year. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So I think we can agree with you know around two and eight, three and seven, uh, kind of the ceiling for El Cajon Valley, and hopefully they start turning uh, you know that program back to where it was. Uh, you know, Texler had that one great season out there um, at El Cajon Valley. Uh, moving on to Monta Vista, uh, they come in the last year or from last year nine and two. They're a Division two squad. The uh, you know the best team out of the bunch in terms of division, um, you know prowess. They beat University City Bishops West Hills last year. Notable loss. Is Santa Fe Christian and Christian. Uh, they have a negative point five or negative five point five rating according to Cal Preps entering the season. They returned seven of their twenty two starters uh, from a year ago. Uh, the biggest one, though, of course. Um, the uh, Silver Pigskin finalist uh, from a year ago, the, the champion, as, as you will, he's going to be now at UCLA. Um, the running back that they're going to have to replace which is going to be tough. And then they open up the season with a pretty tough game. They got to open up with Lincoln week one, and we saw Lincoln in the uh, San Diego uh, Friday Night Lights magazine uh, kickoff classic just thrash San Marcos in that game. Uh, Rancho Buena Vista at Patrick Henry, Christian at Imperial. Then they got Chula Vista before they get to uh, league play here. Uh, with, you got Ron Hamamoto as a head coach. You, you most likely are going to do pretty well because uh, everywhere he has been, he has won a CIF championship or at least played for a CIF championship back in you know days at Uni, uh, back in the days at Rancho Bernardo. When he was at Lincoln, he was in a CIF championship game, uh, and then now at Monta Vista, he was in a CIF championship game as well. I I have them going eight and two. I know they got to replace. Um, I'm blanking on his name. The running back from last year, Jamal McClendon. Jamal McClendon. They got to replace him from two years of, of just utter dominance to other teams. But you look at their schedule. I think their losses are to Lincoln and Christian. Uh, they're a lot better than Rancho Buena Vista. I think they're going to be better than Henry in J.T. O'Sullivan's first year as head coach at Patrick Henry. They should be able to beat Imperial. Uh, they do have to travel out there. We'll see how much travel plays into the fact. I don't know how many times me and you on the softball podcast talk about traveling out to yeah. Imperial County and how difficult it is um, for some teams. I think they still get a win there. Uh, they're better than Chula Vista, in my opinion, and I think I think they are the favorite to win the Valley League. They're one of the favorites. I think, you know, the Valley League, Valley League with no real dominant player. Grossmont left. Valley League. i got yeah. to clarify because there is a yes. Valley League up in North uh, uh, North County. But, yeah, okay, Grossmont yeah. Valley Grossmont League. Grossmont Valley League. There's no dominant player like McClendon the last couple years. Um, I think, you know, they're definitely one of the favorites to win that league. Um, <clears throat> it's going to come down, I think, coaching. And, you know, a lucky bounce here or a lucky break there um, as well. Um, numbers, again, you know, um, Penny, I've heard numbers are kind of down at a lot of places. Um, I'm sure you've heard that as well. Yes. Um, also, um, <clears throat> eligibility. And can these players, can their returners uh, step up without, um, you know, 
having to rely like they did uh, with um, McClendon last year. Absolutely. And some of these schools submitted their JV records. Um, coach Hamamoto did not submit the JV record for Monta Vista. Uh, as a coach that coaches JV high school football, we played Monta Vista last year. They're a pretty solid football team. I mean, they were undefeated before we played them, and then they uh, they had a pretty successful season. Uh, so they got some talent there at Monta Vista that are kind of staying uh, over in the Casa de Oro, you know, uh, Spring Valley area. But uh, to me, again, like as Eight and two to me is what I think they're going to be. Um, do I think they can go nine and one? Probably not. So I'm going to I'm going to kind of play towards the ceiling here for for Monta Vista. I think basement wise, 500 ball club. I mean, they they got to be better than 500 uh, just with coaching and and having the guys stay in in general. I, I can't imagine Monta Vista having a, that poor of a season this season. I say six and four, seven and three. Um, kind of the range you yeah. think they're going to be at? Uh, yeah. Ceiling eight and two. They're, yeah, the ceiling is eight and two. I mean, their defense should be really good with uh, Logan Schmidt um, back anchoring that defense. He, you know, he's gotten a couple of um, multiple Division One offers, um, just like his brother, who's at Montana State. Um, they're going to have to, um, you know, spread out the ball since obviously they don't have a horse at the running back right. position. <laughs> McClendon, so, uh, one of the biggest uh, running backs I've ever seen. Um, you know, they have they have a good size, decent size offensive line. Um, well, we'll see if they change the offense or not. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see on that one. All right, so I got Monta Vista going 8-2. and two. You got them going around 6-4, and 7-3-ish as we move on to Mount Miguel. Uh, Division four team, I think they're poised to have a really good year. Second year of Troy Star now, uh, yes. correct, if I'm yes. not mistaken. Second year. Uh, they, their notable wins last year, their best wins that they had, according to Cal Preps, Santana, Valhalla, El Cajon Valley. Their worst losses uh, last year, Chula Vista, West Hills, and Del Norte. They enter the season with a negative 14.6 rating. Again, uh, we've talked about ratings on, on other programs and other other podcasts that you guys have been listening to uh the rating is in the grand grand scheme of the entire nation so if it's a negative number don't get too concerned uh you could still be a good football team and and have a negative number because the top of the rating list of modern day and saint john bosco are like in the 80s uh, and then you work your way down. Uh, so Mount Miguel enters with a negative 14.6 rating. They open up with Patrick Henry. Uh, should be an interesting matchup to see uh, what we got out of JT O'Sullivan's boys out of Henry in his first year. Then they go to Chula Vista, which I think is a winnable game for them. Uh, then they have a bye. Then at Santa Fe Christian is an interesting one. Um, you know, those guys are going to be well coached. Uh, Valhalla at Sweetwater. Santana, Monta Vista on the road at El Cajon Valley, West Hills. And then they finish up the season with Del Norte, surprisingly enough, finishing with a non-league game uh there so i think they're gonna i'm I'm going i'm not really going out on a limb you can say if it's a really of a limb in general i think they go eight and two i think their two losses are to elk or uh, to santa fe christian and uh and then the one loss to monta vista so they come in second in the league in my opinion uh, but i think eight and two is their mark and um, do I see them beating Santa Fe Christian or Monta Vista? Probably not in a sense where I don't see them going any higher than eight wins. Uh, I can see the low ball probably being around five and five. I, I think they're very comparable to Monta Vista in my opinion. Yeah, again, it's going to be a numbers game. They only have 28 players on the varsity roster. Of course, they have one of the top quarterbacks in the county, um, definitely in San Diego. Like I said, he threw – almost 3,000 yards last year and almost 30 touchdowns. Uh, that was uh, Jacob Laverdier. He's only a junior. Um, they have a, uh, according to what I've been reading and I've heard, Troy uh, Coach Starr wants to try and run the run the ball more. Um, you know, with um, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, the kid named um, 
Anthony Mitchell. Also, they have a big line uh, starting off with Elias Dor- Doring. I hope I pronounced his name right. Six foot three, three hundred pounds. So that's a, big, a pretty decent sized kid, yeah, right there. Decent sized kid. Um, so yeah, if, you know, last year they threw the ball around a little bit. Uh, had a lot of speed last year. Um, Anthony um, J- uh, Jaheem Allen Pompey is gonna, is their top receiver back. He's gonna be. I think he's gonna be the the top threat re- receiving threat for um, Mount Miguel. Um, so we'll see. I mean, defensively, we'll see what happens. I think they're gonna have, obviously have a lot of guys playing two ways. So that kind of you know, as we've talked about in the past, that kind of affects um, things as well. Uh, so that's Mount Miguel. I, I got him going eight and two. What is your ceiling? What is your basement for them? Eight and two, seven and three. All right, so you still think they're going to have a really good yeah. good season um, for Mount Miguel. Uh, we'll get to your, uh, the standings picks in just a second. Moving on to Santana, your boys, the Sultans, uh, to Santee. Last year, 7-6. and six. Notable wins over Sarah High, Mar Vista, La Jolla Country Day. Um, their uh, notable losses against uh, you know their worst losses, Mount Miguel, Mar Vista, and West Hills. They enter with a tw- uh, negative 12.9 rating, uh, the Division Four school does. Uh, they open up with Mountain Empire. I think it's a winnable game for them at Sarah. Sarah's going to be tough. They're going to be a lot better this year. Uh, they're going to be able to run the ball. They're going to have a, they're a really good team from Drew Smith over there at Sarah. Mar Vista, I think, is a winnable game. I think Sweetwater is a very easily uh, winnable game. At Montgomery should be a winnable game for Santana. Then they got Vincent Memorial at Mount Miguel, West Hills at Monta Vista uh, by the second to last week of the season. And then they wrap up with El Cajon Valley. Uh, seven and six a year ago, I you know what, I I, I I did a lot of my predictions based on, you know, your Cal Preps ratings entering the season. I got them going 7-3 and three, uh, this year just based on their schedule and, you know, where they got uh, as a program right now. Yeah, you know, they return a lot of players. Um, it reminds the, la- the last, they're very heavily senior-laden, senior um, so they'll have a lot of senior leadership. Um, the last two times that Santana's had heavy senior numbers, they've um, made the CIF um, championship game of their division. Back in 2011, they they uh, made it and lost to Valley Center. And then a couple years ago, in 2016, they made it and lost to Bra- uh, Braxton Burmeister and La Jolla Country Day. Um, they got one of the, another quarterback, Nathan Temple, set all kinds of school records in that crazy um, shootout game opening round of the Division Four playoffs last year against La Jolla Country Day. He uh, threw for over 500 yards, seven touchdowns, and actually broke D.J. Bush's uh, um, school record. Um, Haven't heard of that name in a long time. Yeah, your dad coached with uh, coached <laughs> that team, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, offensively, they're going to be okay, I think, if they can get the running game going this year. I know Brooks Mutaw had a um, few hundred yards last year. Um Again, it's going to be one, talking to Coach Estes. Again, it's going to be one of those things where guys playing both ways. So it's going to be another one of those uh, war of war of attrition type deals. This um, is a league that's going to have a lot of guys yes. that have to play both ways. It's not like the blessings of you know the Avocado League or even the Western League or even the Grossmont Hills League, yeah. uh, where you have a lot of guys that can play one side of the ball and do not get tired out from playing both sides of the ball the entire game. So Santana is going to have a lot of both way kids if they want to you know be successful. Yeah. Unfortunately, that kind of wears people down. With uh, Nathan Temple healthy this year because he broke his collarbone in that game against Sarah, actually, even though he came back. Um, he wasn't, um, you know, a hundred percent. Um, I, th- 
honestly, Sarah actually should have won that game. If they would have had a kicker, they should have won that game. Um, like you said, Mount Empire, I think, is a winnable game, even though, like, you know, you have to travel because I heard you guys talking about that last, um, last night, um, you and um, Top Dog, um, Mount Empire. Out in the middle of nowhere, basically. Yeah, that stadium off Interstate <laughs> 8 out there. Yeah. You're going out to Desert Tower, and all yeah. of a sudden you're like, hey, look at that stadium. What is that? Oh, I think it's yeah. Mountain Empire High School um, out there. But you know, look at Santana as a grand, as a grand hole. 7-6 and six last year, about a 500 ball club. But, you know, this year I, I think they got like, a chance to go 7-3. and three. What is your ceiling? What is your, uh, you know, seller for these guys? Looking at everything, again, 8-2, and 7-3. 8-2, uh, that's very optimistic for just because, a Sultan well, alum over there. Well, just because of the senior-laden numbers again. Um, we saw that with Torrey Pines last year. They had a lot of seniors coming off a team that was okay the year before, and they go to an open championship game. Um, seniors that had to have played as younger you know, underclassmen, either sophomores or juniors, that take their lumps a little bit, they usually uh, play very uh, fairly well. Yeah, and considering that um, Nathan Temple has both his tar- his receivers back, and like um, with uh, Randy Smith and um, Jared Forster, uh, Brooks Mutal, like I said, rushed for over 700 yards and eight touchdowns. He pleased a three-year guy. Uh, Luke Simonek on defense and off- offensive line. Uh, I, you know, barring injuries and eligibility. Um, I think it should be a pretty good year for the Sultans. Let's move on to uh, their rival in Santee, the West Hills Wolfpack. Um, their head coach actually uh, submitted everything uh, that needed to be submitted to Cal Preps. Uh, eight and three last year, a six and three record from their junior varsity team. They beat Santana, Escondido, and Mount Miguel. Those are their three top wins according to Cal Preps. Their three losses, most notably according to Cal Preps, El or El Cap, uh, Imperial, and Monta Vista. Negative twenty point one rating uh, entering um, this season, which is kind of it's significant. In the fact that they went eight and three a year ago, yet they have the uh, second worst rating out of all the teams right now in the Grossmont uh, Valley League entering the season, they do return seven of their twenty-two guys uh, starting offensively and defensively. Um, you know, for this season, they open up with Southwest El Centro. Hasn't been the same since that CIF uh, appearance that they had in uh, Valhalla. Should be a winnable game. They play at Santa Fe. I don't really know too much about Santa Fe, but um, I don't know if you heard of my Central League podcast or any other ones. If we're comparing a school out of town with a school in town, I picked whatever team had the higher rating, and West Hills has a higher rating than Santa Fe. So I give them a win there. Uh, Chula Vista, again, I think it's another uh, you know winnable game for them. Then they have a bye. Then they get to El Cap uh, from the other league. It's the burner game. Um, you know that we uh, might potentially broadcast here on 973. Haven't uh, haven't uh, released that yet. But then they got El Cajon Valley at Santana at Escondido, which is going to be tough now because Escondido's got a lot of guys coming back at Mount Miguel, and then they finish up the year with Monta Vista. This to me is a five and five schedule for the most part. I have them winning their first four games, losing to El Cap, beating El Cajon Valley, and then losing their last four games to finish five and five. Yeah, five and five, maybe six and four, maybe on the positive side. <laughs> uh, yeah, just because the the uncertain of uncertainty at quarterback, their quarterback this year. You know, they graduated Jordan Young, who had the varsity experience the last couple of years. Um, you know, they don't have the big the, the big senior laden leadership from last year like they had. Um, uh, Oberg is the kid's name. 
Braden Oberg. No, oh, what a what a great first name. <laughs> Must be a stud kid. New quarterback. Um, doesn't have varsity experience. Um, that could always play a huge factor, especially yeah. for a younger. Well, how old is he? A junior? I believe so. Yeah. Um, you know they do they do um, return um, some people. They only have uh, twenty seven uh, varsity players, so that's. Um, Again, number a number. Talking spin. about low numbers. I mean, usually when you talk about no low numbers, it's like thirty-five. Yeah. You know, maybe forty is kind of low, but twenty-seven is definitely some serious low numbers. Um, so that actually plays well into my uh, win a couple games at the beginning and then kind of run out of gas uh, near the end of the season. So, what is your ceiling for them? What is your seller? Six and four, five and five. Just because it's uh, Casey Ash, um, they he him he and his staff always somehow come up with craftiness. Um, they figure out what they, they make lemon, lemonade from the lemons yeah. that they're given. Because um, a, a couple of those years when Santana had um, their top team, uh, I, you know, looking at, you know, looking at the schedule or the rosters on the pay on paper, there's no way that Santana sh- shouldn't have lost, but they did. It was just one of those things, you know, that Casey he prepares his his teams very well, and so that's why I say six and four, five and five. That is West Hills uh, to recap: El Cajon Valley, Monta Vista, Mount Miguel, Santana, West Hills. We are previewing the Grossmont Valley League. Adam Paul to my right. Uh, you can't see it because we're talking on radio. Uh, myself, uh, Braden Suprenant here on ninety-seven three, the fan. So let's 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 get the standings right here. I'm gonna go. I'll go one through five. We'll go step by step. Tell me if you agree or who you'd rather have in the spot. Got it? All right. I got Monta Vista winning the league going 4-0. Agree or are you going to go with somebody else? I disagree. Uh, I think it's uh, probably Mount Miguel. No, he's got to put all his chips in with Troy Starr and Mount Miguel. After a 3-7 and seven season last year, they're going to turn around and rebuild the culture in one year. I'm cool with that because I got Mount Miguel coming in second place at 3-1. and one. Um, Do you flip-flop Mount Miguel and Monta Vista, or do you got somebody else coming oh, in second I place this year? I have Santana in second Santana place. Santana in second place at 3-1. and one. Then I have Santana at number three. Uh, do you have Monta Vista at three? Yes. Monta okay, Vista. then I got West Hills at four. Yeah. And then I have El Cajon Valley at five. Yeah. Um, again, it's wide open. I mean – you and I, what you know, like we've done for softball, it can go either way, you right? Know? Um, I honestly think it's gonna, in my honest opinion, looking at everything, um, watching things from afar, I think it's gonna come down to that Mount Miguel uh, Santana game at Mount Miguel this year. You think Mount Miguel Santana is the uh, league championship game coming up in week? I gotta see what week this is. Uh, hang yeah. on a sec, it's week. It looks like week six or week seven. It's I'm going to get the exact date for you here in a second. It is on October 4th. Yeah. Uh, October 4th matchup between uh, Santana at Mount McGill uh, for the league championship and Adam Paul's opinion. I think Monta Vista still wins it, uh, but I think the top three teams are pretty much the same. Last year, I had a three-way tie for first place. Out of these, th- out of out of three teams in the league, and it could have been could have been that way last year. Yeah, too. exactly. So I mean, especially with this Valley League, it's very hard to hit because there's no dominant team in the Valley League in the 
Grossmont Valley League um, as there might be in the Grossmont Hills League, which right. we will preview later in the week. Uh, he's Adam Paul. I'm Braden Sprinterholt. Thanks again for joining us on the Grossmont Valley League podcast. Uh, just to recap, I have Monta Vista coming in first, Mont McGill coming in second, Santana coming in third, West Hills coming in fourth, El Cajon Valley coming in fifth in the uh, Grossmont Valley League. Adam Paul has Mount McGill, Santana, Monta Vista, West Hills, and El Cajon Valley. He's uh, Adam Paul for EC. Uh, preps. I am Braden Sprint from 97 Through the Fan. Uh, be sure to check out all of our other podcasts right here on iTunes on the uh, 97.3 On Demand page. You can subscribe to us right here on iTunes and be able to listen to all of our high school football podcasts as well as our high school football show each and every Thursday night. We post the recap of the show uh, on this page as well. We also post it on the website at 97ThroughTheFanSD.com. Of course, our high school show each and every Thursday night with myself, Braden Zaprenit, and Coach John Quintera from 9 to 11 following Thursday night football on 97 Through the Fan. Then we got our game of the week each and every Friday this year. We're going to broadcast 14 games this year on the air. Uh, the first six are going to be on the stream, so you got to download that radio.com app and listen to uh, our broadcast. You can also go to our website at 97ThroughTheFanSD.com. Click on the listen button. There you go. you got Coach John Cantera and myself calling high school football on 97.3 The Fan. Our first game, of course, is uh, will be at Poway High School, Granite Hills. We'll travel to Poway for week one. We've got some more East County games for you coming up in the later weeks as well. Um, so keep it right here on 97.3 The Fan for all your high school football coverage needs. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.